just do this little amazing thing and all of a sudden there's like uh, trapeze artists and, and <laughs> yes. balloon twisters and fire <laughs> jugglers. And I'm like, how did this happen? How did we get here? How did we get here? I don't know. Because we're extra. Speak Easy Studios. Speak and be heard. Welcome to the studio at 1201, where we are bringing you interesting conversations with entrepreneurs, creatives, leaders, and world changers to impact and inspire. Let's connect. So make sure to subscribe, rate, and review with all the stars. And most importantly, remember you belong here. Welcome to Studio at 1201 Podcast. Yeah, welcome. My name is Jeanette Brown. I am here with Kelly Olive. Hey, hey. The Capitan, as I like to call her. <laughs> and we are joined by the incredible Stacy Cook. Yes. Hello. Stacy is an amazing human being. She's had several events here in our space. She is also an author, an advocate, an activist, and she strives to bring awareness and education to domestic violence, addiction, suicide, and mental health issues. She, she is one busy lady. <laughs> she is a gem. We're so glad to know her. Our paths seem to have crossed with a purpose because it is getting more and more in-depth in the way that, that our um, our missions have crossed. So, Stacey, how are we doing today? I'm good. I'm really good. I'm super excited to be here. I uh, just want you guys to know that I love you so much, and yeah. I truly consider this my home base. Like, this is awesome. 1201 is where it all started for me. So, yes. Yeah. That's so I'm, cool. I'm really excited to be here. I actually want to hear about that uh, because I just randomly met you when you yeah. first did your book signing here, but how did you find us? What was that journey like? It was so organic, the way that I found you guys. So I wrote, wrote and published my first book in June of 2021. And it's called. my story. It's called, <laughs> it's part of the Bruised and Battered series, which is going to be a five-part series. And oh, volume wow. one is Beauty and the Beatings. Wow. So it's my story of domestic violence. Um, I told a story a little bit different than what most people are used to hearing. Most I shouldn't say most. I a lot of what you're used to hearing when you hear about domestic violence is the horrific acts that women deal with and the th the things that they go through. And while that's very much a big huge part of my story, another big part that we don't talk about are the horrible decisions that I made mm. and the the dark place that I went. There's this thing that happens when you leave and the people close to you think, oh, she's left and everything's good now. But I had lived in that chaos for so long that I didn't even know how to live in peace. So I started creating chaos for myself wow. and, and abusing myself. You know, I never thankfully went down the path of, of chemical dependency or any kind of addiction, mm. but I, I was doing things to compromise my morals I wasn't being a good and present parent. Mm. There there was just, I was irresponsible with my money. There were so many things that I was doing to cause myself harm. And so I, I had been journaling. I had been in and out of therapy for years. And one of the things that every therapist, no matter who I, because I always left one and went to another thinking, 
they would, it would give tell me, you something different. Yeah, <laughs> that they would give me like some sort of magic cure to kind of get past this. Yeah. And uh, that never happened. <laughs> but it, the consistency was each one of them wanted me to journal to kind of write out my feelings. And so I would play along, you know, for however long <laughs> until I got tired of that. Um, but I kept all those journals because I think deep down I knew that there was healing in that. So I kept the journals and fast forward, you know, 15 years later, I decide that when my youngest son graduated from high school, I was going to leave Ohio, which is where I'm from, and move to Florida. So I didn't know where I was going to go in Florida, what I was going to do when I got there. I had been working two jobs to kind of save up. And I just stepped out on a a leap of faith, really. And so I met a friend who just happened to need a roommate, and I just happened to need a place to stay. So the two of us just happened to move in together. What and, a coincidence. And it works out perfectly for us. So, and, and I still, we are still roommates to this day. Wow. So, yeah, super thankful for her. Um, but so, yeah, so I moved here and I was working in Fort Lauderdale. I live in West Palm and I was making that commute to Ooh. Fort Lauderdale five days a week. Yuck. And that traffic on 95 is not anything that anybody should ever in their life have to deal with. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, I'm with you. yeah. But when I was there, I met some amazing people and I worked with a nurse named Debbie. I did um, compliance for a home health agency. And she and I were talking one day and she was telling me about a friend of hers who was going through a situation where she was in an unhealthy, toxic, damaging type relationship. And I was like, oh, I know all too well about this. And so I started sharing with her my experience. And she said, girl, you should write a book. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not (laughs) writing a book. That's the last thing I'm going to do. And she just kept going with it. And I'm like, Debbie, seriously, put it to bed. I'm not writing a book. And so then one day it just kind of hit me and I'm like, why am I not writing a book? Like it's already there. It's in all these notebooks and journals. So I just kind of began the process of writing the book and putting all of that together. It was, it was tough because reading through that, I was reliving all of those things. And again, reading what my husband and I had gone through was difficult. It was difficult to relive those moments, but it was even harder to relive the moments where I was, being detrimental to my own well-being yeah. and to the well-being of my children. So I I get done writing the book, I publish it, and then I decide, because I don't know if you know this about me or not, but I'm a little bit dramatic. Uh, so we're learning. <laughs> a little, little extra. So I decided to go on tour. And this wasn't like a Michelle Obama tour or anything like that. It was 110% a Stacey Cook tour. So I have goals to be like Michelle Obama, but not there yet. So we, uh, one day, one day. So I just get on Google and make a list of coffee shops, like all the coffee shops from Broward up to Martin County. And I just spent a Saturday calling them. And then I had gotten, I used to work with a girl who had come to Jeanette's open mic nights. And she was like, Stace, I know you would love open mic night. Like you got to check it out sometime. Shameless plug. (laughs) (laughs) This Friday. (laughs) She's like, you got to check it out sometime. And I'm like, okay, you know, and I just never got around to it. So then I began dating someone and we were looking for something to do one night. And I said, oh. I know about open mic night. So we went to an open mic night at Common Grounds in Lake Worth. And so, and it was amazing. There, I'm a huge Whitney Houston fan. And there was this boy that went up front and sang, um, I will always love you. 
listen, not not just anybody can sing that song. Yeah. Like that is a Whitney song, and yes. I, I know it's a Dolly Parton song, but it's really a, it's Whitney, a Whitney song. song. Yeah. <laughs> was his voice like a falsetto and smooth like yeah. butter? Shout out to Alan. Woo-hoo. Amazing! Yes. Like I was crying, which doesn't take a lot, but I was crying. <laughs> it was just such an amazing rendition of that song. So I was sold, and your personality was so welcoming oh, and just just like a, it just felt like you belonged there, yeah. you know. Imagine so, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, fast forward, and I'm going through all of the coffee shops, and I'm like, oh, 1201 Common Grounds. I, I, know, I know her. <laughs> and so I hit you up on Facebook, yes. and I was a little bit obnoxious, and I'm, I'm sorry, because I just <laughs> kept coming back. Like, have you heard anything yet? Have you heard anything yet? Do you have an opening? Can I do this? And so finally she said yes, probably out of, like, just get this girl to shut up and get her out of my <laughs> not inbox. Not true. Not true. <laughs> She was probably waiting on me. I was just, there was a chain of command. And it actually, yeah. it was for the coffee shops, but yes. you had message 1201 right. in addition. Yeah, I was a little confused about the whole, how it all connected. True, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I, I just wasn't in the loop. Yeah, yeah. And so I I get a hold of you. I, I get on the schedule. You guys were my very last Stop. I remember. Yeah. So I came in and we spent, I toured the studio and we talked about all the things that happened here. And you and I had a great conversation. It was just, it was just so familiar to me. Like I did not know you from Adam. And when I walked in, I just felt like this is where I was supposed to be. Yes. Cool. And so at the end of that, the coffee shop book tour was the most unsuccessful thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> but you did it. <laughs> but I did it. Yes. I did it. They, I think while I was on tour, on tour, I sold like maybe three books. And I'm not even sure that I sold them. I think I gave them away. Like, just please take a book. I've, I've signed it. Please take a book. So... You know what? But if it planted a seed, it was never writing the book and going on tour. It was never about, you know, getting rich or becoming famous. It was was about spreading that message and telling that side of the story because it's one that's so under discussed. And I think it's such a big part of the healing process. And like I said, there's this misnomer that, oh, when a woman leaves, she's good. We don't have to worry about it anymore. She's out of the situation and she's good to go, but that's not the case. So it was important for me to tell that story. And and even if the book tour didn't have the results that I had hoped, it was still a success because along the way somewhere I touched somebody and I made this connection. Yes. So moving forward to 2022, I turned 50. Hey. And I'm just going to give everybody a minute to like collect themselves because I know this it's is hard not to believe. Like no. At all. no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I turned 50 and I am a birthday diva. Well, I'm a diva, period, but I'm especially a birthday diva. And You're my a queen as well. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> my birthday is in November. And so I call November the 30 days of Stacy and I celebrate all 30 days long. As you should. Right. Well, in 2022, it was going to be the year of Stacy because that was my 50th year and it didn't really play out like this like the whole having a job and responsibilities <laughs> just gets in the way of me living my best life more often what than is not that about I tell you yeah <laughs> so anyhow I'm sitting around one day feeling sorry for myself because I'm not on a beach in Jamaica or doing something fabulous and I was like you know what 
You said last year at the end of that tour that every year you were going to do something in October to commemorate domestic violence. So why not combine your birthday and this event and mm. just do that and pour pour yourself into that and stop being stop being so Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I did. And I I literally sat in my house one day and just started brainstorming all these things. Once again, reached out to Jeanette and I was like, hey, I think I want to do this thing. And she's like, okay, great. So we get it all set up. And then each week, something else grand got added to it. And it just kept growing. And isn't that how events go? As someone who does events and just, maybe I'll just do this little amazing thing. And all of a sudden, there's like uh, trapeze artists and and (laughs) balloon twisters and fire jugglers. And I'm like, how did this happen? How did we get here? How did we get here? I don't know. Because we're extra. Yes, we are. Yeah. We need people like y'all. Yes, we do. (laughs) But it turned out amazing. It was such an empowering day. And so what was it? It was called Celebrating Survival. And it was a celebration of every person who's weathered the storm of domestic violence. But beyond that, it was a way to say, this is a means to give education to people about what domestic violence is. When I decided to be an author, I couldn't just sit down and be an author. I had to have a mission behind it. So like, what am I trying to accomplish with the things that I write? And I decided I wanted to empower, inspire, and educate. Those are kind of my hot words. And so when I was planning the event, I'm like, there needs to be elements of all three of those words in this event. And so there was a woman who spoke at my event. She saw the she saw the social media ad that I was running, and she reached out to me, and she was like, I really want to speak at your event. She's like, I'm in recovery, I'm an alcoholic, and I've shared my recovery story hundreds of times, but I've never shared my DV story. Wow. And wow. my DV story is what led me to my alcoholism. And so she came that day and she had her entourage with her and they just lifted her up and she went up on stage and the way that she delivered her story, I couldn't believe that she had never told that story before because she was just so present and in the moment and just, she could just feel the love and the acceptance and Mm -hmm. She was able to tell that story and yeah. and kind of be free of it. Like that's it amazing. was out there at that yeah. point. I think that's something that's so powerful about our stories is sometimes there are ones that we hold on to for the right person or people to hear it. And it's such a gift. I love storytelling. Storytelling, especially at Venue at 1201, is a, is a very high priority. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of events and workshops, some that have to do with storytelling. Derek Hatch with All Things Narrative mm-hmm. is someone who works alongside of us. And the more I hear about stories, the more I realize they are such a powerful tool, but also a gifting. Like everyone has a story to tell, but not yeah. everyone knows how to tell it. Right. So that's incredible that you got to witness this moment with it this was, amazing woman. It, I can't even begin to tell you how I felt at the end of that event. Like when... When everyone let there, so I have to tell you about another group of people that came to this event. So the the guy that I'm seeing, he used to work in addiction services, and he specifically worked with a group of people from the LGBTQ community. And a lot of those people turn to addiction because they're outcast from their families. And so 
he has a contact with the woman who owns the agency. And he said, I really think you should reach out to Donna and see if she has any clients that want to come because I know that a lot of them deal with partner abuse as well. And so they came to the event. There was probably about 15 of, of the residents that came to the event. And Donna and her partner, Jackie, were there. And at the end, Jackie came up to me and she said, I just want to thank you. The residents are so empowered right now mm. because they've never been to an event like this where they were treated just like everyone else. There was awesome. that whole inclusivity and that whole, <clears throat> you know, we we all belong here. And that that's the mantra that hangs up front. You and it's just, here. it's so true. It's so true. There was just such a a welcoming feeling for everyone. There were, there were people from all walks of life with all different backgrounds, all different experiences. And probably one of the most inspiring things for me to keep going with this and, and to build it beyond just the book, because honestly, that book has just completely exploded a whole new world of opportunity for me. Wow. So it, it showed me that there are so many people that this is their story we, there's a sisterhood of us, you know, it's, it's a sorority that there are so many women and, and men as well, not to, I mean, obviously I'm a woman, so that's my perspective, but not to say that this doesn't of happen course. to men because unfortunately no one is exempt from going through something yeah. like this. And it seems like your heartbeat is really connecting with other women who have yeah. gone through this. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, I always feel like I need to throw that out there because I don't want anyone, because my <laughs> whole thing is, you know, inclusivity and I don't want to let anybody out. But so when I was planning the event, you know, I was reaching out to various vendors, like, can you do a balloon arch? Can you do a hedge wall? Can you do cupcakes? Can you do whatever? And they're like, you know what? This is my story. So I want to help. I want to, you know, give you a discount on something or donate something. Or can I come to the event? What else can I do? How else can I get involved? And I really think that's the secret is just sharing when you talk about the storytelling not only is it healing for you to say it out loud because then it doesn't have power over you anymore absolutely and a lot of times those things that are dark about us they do hold us down and and we were held captive by them so when you kind of just say it and put it out there you're, you're owning it and you're living in that full disclosure and no one, including yourself, can hold that against you anymore because you've spoken your truth. You're standing firm in your truth and you're like, this is a part of me. It's not necessarily all encompassing of who I am. So I made bad decisions and I, I have this ugly, dark part of my myself, but it's not it's not defining of who I am in this moment. And so when you tell that story, it's healing to you, but then it also encourages other people yes. to do the same thing, to yeah. follow that lead and, and to to share their story. Yeah. So that was what celebrating survival did. And I will say it it from the out from what you are saying, Stacey, but also from the outside perspective, it was so successful. It was amazing. And so now that you have that under your belt, right? It's 2023. Yes. So yes. we've had some some uh, growth happen. We've yeah. had some exciting additions. Yes. Uh, one of those has to do with me and an event I'm putting on, which we'll talk about in a second. But yeah. what is what is next on the horizon for for what you're doing? So I am 
I am officially a business. I'm SL Cook LLC. So I've turned my name into a business. Um, I had contemplated going down the path of That's so extra. I no, know, I'm just right? kidding. It? It's, it's so just Stacey. kidding. It's so Stacy. It's so 110%. <laughs> yeah. But I had, con- I have talked to Kelly about the nonprofit going down that and I'm, I'm just not there yet. You know, there's so many nonprofits that deal with domestic violence. So I've decided that my mission is just to kind of help them with what they're doing and and enhance that because so many of them do more than just domestic violence Mm -hmm. awareness or more than just victim services. There there are multiple entities within one agency. So I want to just enhance that and give more to that. So yeah, so Celebrating Survival 2023 is underway. All the planning that goes with that. And here in Lake Worth, it's going to be at the Cultural Plaza between Lucerne and Lake Avenue, that park which is there a much bigger endeavor yes yes yeah it's huge (laughs) it's huge it's a little frightening how huge it is to be completely honest um but we're going to be there October 21st. It's a free community event. There's going to be a kids zone and a resource center with various, um, the YWCA is going to have something there. I'm hoping to have someone from the Homeless Coalition, somebody from Addiction Services. So just a little bit of something that touches every realm of what happens wow. when you're going through domestic violence. We're going to have food trucks, a vendor fair, entertainment throughout the day. That's so, great. Yeah, and I'm probably going to hibernate when all that's done (laughs) for like a week you know which is also another absolutely valid part of event planning it's the after cocooning yes Yes. (laughs) yeah after the event last October I really thought I was going to have to be hospitalized you know how they talk about celebrities that are exhausted and they go into like respite care because I'm like how do I get that like does my insurance cover that because that's where I'm at I'm so tired but you Pour out your entire being yeah. into your events yeah. because it means so much to right. you. Right. It's so an extension. I get that. Yes, I totally understand. And by the way, anybody who needs event planning advice needs to sit down with you. <laughs> the most golden thing you said to me, there were two. Yes. Don't look at your phone the day of the event. Yes. Because inevitably you're going to have well-wishers who, who mean well by telling you I can't make it and your phone is inundated with that and then you begin panicking that everything you just did will be attended by you and and your three best friends (laughs) the other piece was don't think you're going to have time after you get done decorating to go home and shower and get back (laughs) you were 110 percent right i barely had time to make myself look like i didn't crawl out of the canal and come in (laughs) sink showers are absolutely a thing they were freshen up yeah bring what you need yeah you make it happen yeah uh, and you don't Cut yourself off at the knees. Think, try so much wasted time going all the way home when there's yes. so much to do. Just plan to not do that. Yes, I'm here for you. That was <laughs> golden advice, and I am forever great. That, like, I think that's going to be in my next book. If you're planning an event, go see Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> I accept this award. I'm yes, the venue at twelve oh one. So uh, go ahead. I go. was going to say. Uh, segueing into our next really cool event that has to do with both of you. Yes. Let's hear about this. So it's amazing. Stacy Cook, uh, if you are listening and not watching, is wearing a, sh- a shirt that says empower the women around you. Yes. And for the last six years, I have uh, curated an event 
for girls, created by girls, called the Girls Mic Night. And Powerful. It's a, yes, it's, it's a night to empower women, especially young women, to offer up role models in our community, focused on the arts. But within that, like we were talking about stories, sharing our stories so that everyone who attends can understand that we are not an island of isolation, which so often you feel, but we are surrounded by a sisterhood. It's such a beautiful event. It's one of my most talked about, requested events that happens every year. It's been consistently in partnership with Dare to Be a Girl, which is an amazing organization, but um, they're just not really active right now. And so I'm taking it on um, my own to do. And so we at 1201 have put together some various sponsorship opportunities because we want this to be so powerful and impactful for this sixth year. And I, I put it out there into the into the World Wide Web, if you will. <laughs> and two minutes after I posted, I got a message from none other than Stacy Cook. Author. Author. Advocate. Advocate, <laughs> activist, Stacy Cook and Appreciate dear her. friend. And Stacy, tell me uh, what you decided and how we got there. Huh. I saw your post on Facebook and I was like, oh, that's that. That's it. That's the one. I have been looking for an opportunity. I felt like I wanted to sponsor something, but I couldn't find the event that felt like it was part of me. Yes. And, and I couldn't afford the sponsorship packages. <laughs> like, holy cow, they're so expensive. And I'm, I'm a brand new business. So my budget is my household budget. Yeah. Okay, full I disclosure. Yeah. Like there's yeah. no there's no trust fund happening <laughs> yeah. here. So yeah, I was um I was thrilled when I saw the different levels of sponsors and then I saw the queen sponsor. I was I heard the hallelujah choirs. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> like the sky opened up, there was angels and it was like, oh, that's it. Yeah. So I'm like I went to Messenger and I'm like, Jeanette, in all capital letters with like 1,200 exclamation points. And the rest is history. Yeah. I screenshot yeah. that and sent it right to Kelly. And I was like, what is happening? Is this real? Because uh, if you didn't put two and two together, Stacy uh, stepped up to be our premier sponsor, which we're calling our queen sponsor. Yes. And we have one only for, for the event. And I, as someone who has always done events on my own, just figuring it out on my own and having I struggle asking for help and asking for things um, so out of my comfort zone. And what an amazing thing to have my prayers answered, but to hear that like you're walking in it as well. It's well, yeah, I was going to say, it's not like, wow, that's great. You're going to be our sponsor, but it was something that you want that you've yeah. been desiring to do. Yeah. And how cool is that? It's been on my heart. Like, honestly, I've been praying about it. Like, Please just show me, show me the one because I know. And then just who would, who would think the answer to a prayer would be found on Facebook? Right. But there it was. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There it was. Yeah. And that, that kind of comes full circle because as you were saying with this big event that you had done for the first time, you, it was going to be just, we'll see what happens. And you simply started asking for help for different people, organizations to step up. And all of a sudden it was this incredible event yes can i speak for you can yeah. i give you this yeah. people yeah. want to help yeah, yeah. So, absolutely so absolutely. that i think would be kind of something to walk away from me is yes. ask ask it doesn't hurt to ask for help if you are in a situation that you need to get out of you are not alone you are yes. not isolated 
ask for help because there absolutely is a sisterhood, a brotherhood of people around you. Um, but also in the event world, in whatever you're doing, it doesn't hurt to ask. Whatever a need you might have, put it out there. See what people pick up. But I want to pitch it to you, Stacey. What is what is a takeaway um, as you've walked through this journey so far? Mm-hmm. What's something, either a lesson you've learned or a piece of advice you want to give to our listeners? I think the biggest thing that I have is just I'm a dreamer and I am a big dreamer. Like my dreams are not small. They're huge. And throughout my life, that's kind of been positioned as sort of a negative thing. But I think if you don't, somebody has to dream big or big things would never happen. So why can't that person be you? So right. just 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 keep dreaming big. Yes. Yes. And one failure is that's it's just that wasn't the one. Don't Ooh. give up. Just keep going. So good. Just keep going and align yourself with people that support that and and will encourage you to dream even bigger. So yeah, I think that's my that's, that's my biggest piece of advice. Is awesome. Just don't that's don't give up and dream big. I want to know how people can get involved to help with your mission. Yes, absolutely. I have a website. It's slcook.org. So there's a way to contact me on there. All of my contact information is there. The links to all my social media are there. Um, You can text or call me. It's 561-363-1774. I practiced that on the way over. Okay. Um, (laughs) Play it back if y'all didn't get it. (laughs) Right. You can email me. It's talktome at slcook.org. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really, really accessible and I'm always, because I am one person, um, I have a front row, they show up to everything and they're amazing. Uh, but I lean really heavy on them. So I know they would be, if they were here, they'd be like, yes, please call her and tell her you want to help because we're tired. So <laughs> and, That's real. And do you have a date for, um, your event this is October? Yes, October 21st. October 21st. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So if you want to come out to that, and also if you want to come to the girls' mic night, yes. if you are a lady listening and you want to come out to a community event, that is a Saturday, April 29th here at the venue at 1201. And so we're going to be spotlighting Stacy um, and what she does in some really artistic ways uh, as our premier sponsor. But also it's it's such a beautiful night of stories and empowerment so special. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Me too. Yeah. And yeah. Stacey, I'm so glad to know you. You are a queen. Yes, Thank you are. You are a queen and I you are just extra you. enough. You're amazing. <laughs> Don't ever change. Thank yes. you. And what a beautiful thing to see you here having gone through everything you've gone through. Uh and you still dream big. Yes. I love that. It feels good to be here. It, it honestly, the difference is just connecting with right my word for 23 was connected and I'm telling you every every day there's another connection so you just got to put it out there yes so we're celebrating alongside with you and I can't wait to see what comes next I'm excited too all right y'all thank you for tuning in yes until next time Jeanette Brown Kelly Olive and our guest Stacy Cook here at the studio at 1201 powered by Speakeasy Studios Thanks for listening. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and join us for the next episode.